now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Well, we are back again. The boys, the grind never stops. The folks listening, welcome back to another episode of the Seventh Rounders. Today, we're going to be brought to you by Bluetooth. Um, so I had to go pick up a speaker today for uh, my parents' new house, and I, I grabbed a Sonos. And apparently, they it's like, fuck Bluetooth, we're using Wi-Fi. So you connect this thing through the Wi-Fi, and you connect your phone through the Wi-Fi, and there's no Bluetooth. So you don't have to deal with like the bad connection and whatnot. So Bluetooth is done, which is good. So Wi-Fi is the future. Anyhow, Bluetooth is Bluetooth is definitely not done. I'm just gonna say that now. Bluetooth is done. It's burnt There's toast. There's no way. No, it's not. Absolutely. If, you're, it, if Bluetooth and Wi-Fi got into a fight, I think I'd bet on Bluetooth. Dude, Wi-Fi is all over the place though. I don't know. Scrappy Defender definitely runs a sub four four. I I'll be honest. I have Wi-Fi like permanently turned off on my phone. I never use it. I have unlimited data, though, so I guess that's different. Is that a humble brag? Yeah, it is. Okay. Thanks for catching that. Should I... Bluetooth's always on, though. I'll just say that now. Give me Bluetooth. There'll probably be an underdog, um, and I'll take the plus odds on Bluetooth. Seriously. We'll throw a poll up. See what the people think. I'm down. I'm down. And we'll do it on Twitter. And you can find us on Twitter. At seventh podcast, that was sneaky. What a segue, dude! That was nice. I give and, myself the apple. And one of Twitter's biggest rivals, for those who don't know, is Instagram, and we're on there as well. At seventh rounders pod, I'm gonna stop you. They're not rivals. Hundred percent no rivals. They're not rivals. They're two people are going to the gram. Don't like Twitter anymore. I'm always I'm mutually a Twitter beneficial. rider guy. They're mutually beneficial. You can directly post your Instagram post onto Twitter. Through the app itself. How are you going to say they're rivals? Because Twitter's lost following because of Instagram. That's just, you know what? If you don't like Twitter, I don't like you. I love Twitter's by far my favorite. Twitter should be free. I laugh constantly. I also have maybe the best Twitter account. I'll plug myself. Jay Clemens 13. If you don't follow me, you're missing out. Wow. Maybe you should, you know, post some of your good content on the account that really matters. But. I guess we'll save that for a group to uh, our next team meeting because that's BS. But anyhow, you can listen to us. They probably want to know that, right? That they can listen to us in different places. If they don't know by now. They might never know. Yeah. <laughs> listen at this point, right? John, do you know where they can listen to us? Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, excuse me. Uh, Spotify Podcasts, the little tab. Uh, Correct. We're the Seventh Rounders Podcast. Yes. They didn't know that. I'm serious. I don't know. Don't right. worry. They Folks. might be Schwitzkopf. All right. Now that you two buffoons finally got through that little rant, I just wanted to add in on the Sonos thing. The Sonos app is the worst made app ever created. It doesn't sync with your phone properly. It says you're playing one song and other songs coming out. So the fact you have the audacity to tell me that, that Sonos is better than Bluetooth, you should take a lap for that. I no, just so- I, I was hoping you guys were gonna get through the opening part and then we would open it up, but you two you two buffoons were all caught up on the, the Bluetooth, the Wi Fi, the Twitter, Instagram. Anyways But Connor, hold on. Dude, I've like, never used Sonos. I got no I got nothing. I can't say nothing about Sonos. It is literally a trash app. It sucks. Straight Bro. up is one of the worst apps I've ever used. And you I know, know this because I'm the office DJ at work, big role, so I'm always synced to the Sonos. Shit fucks up, like, every day. Abby Abby has also wanted you to know that it sucks. Abby hates it, so. Sonos is terrible. So, Chad, I'm sorry that you, you just messed up your parents' probably really nice house otherwise. Okay. All right. Now I might have to return. I got a four-year warranty, so I could return it. Oh, big warranty guy. Also yeah. a sham. <laughs> Huge. Especially Just don't when break it and you don't need it. <laughs> Especially when you're using the parents' credit card. Like, oh, I'll throw another 20 bucks oh. down on a warranty. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. All yeah. Right. So not only did you get them a shit product, but you put it on their card, too. That's of terrible. Of you're, a, you're the worst son ever. I know. That's probably why they, they go to all your sister's games and they never Just visit you. Just get a bunch. 
Dude, just return it oh. and get like six Alexas, and then they'll just take over your house eventually, and it won't be a problem. Here, here's a question I want to ask. No, but I want. Are, are you Team Alexa? Or are you going with the new Google Home? I've heard great things about the Google Home. This is a little tech review, a little extra segment for some people. I uh, I, I have the little. I had the little baby Alexa. Siri's not even in the question. What? I have a little baby Alexa. First of all, I want to say this: no one does what I do with it. I don't know why. It's in my bathroom. You gotta have it in there. I'm in the shower. Alexa, play this song. Boom. Play biggest value. I, I don't value. need that thing anywhere else. It's not exactly. It's not. Alexa's <laughs> talking right now. I don't know if we picked that up on the. Alexa's literally playing music. Alexa. Alexa. Pause. God, she's good. She's really good. And now she started wishing me a good morning. Like, I'll ask what, what the temperature is in the morning. I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. Alexa, what's the temperature? She's probably going to talk again. She ends it every single time. Have a good morning. I say it back. Abby questions me. She's like, you talking to yourself. I might be. But I'm not because Alexa's in there. Yeah. Keep that thing in the bathroom. Just a pro tip for all you people out there. It's not big enough to put in the living room. It's not loud enough for the living room. Perfect for the bathroom. Best use for it. Yeah. So what I did want to talk about is – Honestly, wasn't expecting to have too much sports to talk about today, but it was a it was a big time weekend in the sporting world. Surprisingly, oh, yeah. we had horse racing, we had boxing, we had basketball, we had hockey. Golf, pretty much UFC. everything. We had golf, UFC, golf. pretty much everything you could ask for. So, I'm going to open the floor. Um, we got any any big news segments we want to cover before we really dive into this weekend's events? So I will go. I'll take the floor just because I thought of golf. Um, I honestly did not like people were pissed off. Tiger missed the cut. I was so like, indifferent in the fact that like my life is made from the Masters. Like I had no expectations going in one because he hasn't played since the Masters. And two, he can literally miss the cut for every tournament he plays in the rest of the year. And I, I won't get rattled at all. Like so, so you're he a did every Tiger fan. He did everything he needs to do, a hundred percent. I've never been more complacent in a sport in my life. I'm Listen, set for life. I'm gonna go like ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. the 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 crown's been been passed. Tiger is yeah. Honestly, Brooks Kepka might be the most exciting golfer in the in the sport right now. No, I would. Okay, I will say a crown has been passed, but I'm not saying from Tiger to Brooks. I'm saying it's from Dustin Johnson to Brooks. Brooks That's is so, by far so from the former number one to the new number one. That was yeah. that was like a Magic Johnson tweet, essentially. <laughs> yeah, just stating the obvious. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of Magic Johnson, the dude <laughs> went on the Magic Johnson went on first take this morning and absolutely dro- dropped a woge bomb. Just came out and said said GM Rob Polinka was backstabbing him the whole time. I did see that. Said he wanted to fire Luke Walton, and they wouldn't do it, and that's why he ended up leaving. So, on the one hand, I kind of respect it. On the other hand, like, did you have to do it the same day they were introducing their new head coach, Frank Vogel? A little bit scummy, I think. But yeah. enjoyed it nonetheless. And that was Talking Lakers when they're irrelevant right now. Thank you, Connor, for that one. Back to Kepka. How many majors do you think he's going to win in his career? Over, under, I'm going to set it at seven and a half. He's so at he's four got, right he's now. Four. I'm he's going, at four right now. Keep in mind, you've seen you've seen guys like Rory and Spieth go on just ripping off legendary two-year runs. They have not won. Neither of them have won in a while. Will Kepka be the same or will he? Neither of them have had a run as good as Kepka's had. That's a fact. Spieth was it's right pretty there. Pretty comparable. Though. It's pretty comparable. Maybe not as close together, but I mean still within two, three years, it's pretty comparable. I think, I think I saw a stat that Kepka was one of two golfers to win four majors in his first eight starts or something like oh, that. Oh, he's been excellent. Do you think he'll keep it up? Golf is not easy. He can't keep doing this pace. That's all I know. He seems like uh, just an absolute mental warrior. Like, That's what I'm I, saying. I, I, read a, I read a quote today that in college he told his coach that there's no reason he, he can't dominate Tiger, and this was when he was in college. Yeah. And he straight up massacred that man. When they were paired yeah. together, this. I I think he's so successful because I I honestly don't think he really cares about golf that much. He's just so good that that allows the pressure to not get to him as bad in these majors. Even though he almost did collapse this week. Well, and I I respected the hell out of his. They asked him the question on uh 
on Saturday after the round, I believe, if he had any doubt he was going to win the next day, and all he said was no. And then he wouldn't even kiss his girlfriend walking up. To that was awesome. On Sunday. Laser focus, dude. He, he also – I asked that because earlier in the week he said he it's not out of the question for him to get to 10. He thinks he's going to get to 10, double digits. I, I think he'll and get over seven. only three golfers ever have gotten double digits, so. I think he gets easy. over seven. Who's the third one outside of Tiger and Jack? Walter Hagen. Way back in the day, like the 20s and 30s. So, yeah, the other quote I found funny was uh, his swing coach is one of the Harmon brothers or one of those guys that worked with Tiger back in the day. And long story short, I think it, it was after either round one or two, Kepko was walking back to sign his scorecard and he walked by Harmon and he's like, essentially said range in five minutes. I hit I hit the ball like shit or something like that. And he was up like 10 at that point. He's just yeah, out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going over seven and a half as well. I, I like don't the know mentality. about 10, though. I don't know about 10. He has his mentality. He's not a whiner like Spieth and Justin Thomas. Like, there's nothing to hate about the guy. Yeah. I hate Rory McIlroy while we're talking about people we hate. Oh, my God. Tell you what. I thought he was going to be a, the, the next best golfer, and he just swan-dived into a collapse. Yeah, his putting is frightening. I think uh is going to hit right, right on 10. Right on 10, and it's because of his – Devilishly good looks. I said that in my snap story yesterday for those that follow that. Yeah, he's frightening. Great word, good top looking. 10 word. Devilishly good looks. Fills out a shirt better than anyone on tour. So Kepka's going to hit 10 on the nose. That's my prediction. Outside of Kepka, who do you think could challenge him for the number one spot? Obviously, Dustin Johnson. Is there anyone else that you think's even remotely close to him right now? I mean, uh, Chad, you go. Who do you think? Um, I like... Justin Rose has been bad to start this year, but he finished last year as one of the best golfers in the world. So I think Rose will be great. And then two names to keep an eye on who are younger and I think will be really damn good at the end of this year, if not next year, or maybe next year, if not the end of this year, where are Xander Shoffley and John Rahm. I what hate John think about- Rahm. I think, I think John Rahm has no mental fortitude to be able to win a major. I hate that guy. He's a little you, kid out there. What do you think about that guy, Tony Finau? He's got he's got I physical like ability, but he, he hasn't won at all. He's yeah. up there with like Dustin Johnson and Kepka, like driving distance, and I that's yeah. why I picked him this week in one of my pools. Um, I'm not really sure about his short game. I'm guessing it's not quite as good as Kepka and DJ, but I, I also I think Finau is going to be pretty damn good. So he's younger too. Yeah, right? yeah, he's twenty, probably twenty six, twenty seven. He, uh, sure. he definitely, I was reading he, that course this week, Beth Page was built for his game and he pretty much disappointed. So I feel like he might win one or two in his career, but he won't make much more noise than that. Majors, that is. I, I think, mean, most of okay. these guys, I think, I think Rom, Shoffley, even Fowler, Finau are all guys that'll win one or two majors. And that's I damn that, good. Like, I think that Justin Thomas is going to get six or seven in his career. I hope not. I really hope not. I think he is. And then one guy, he's still never friggin' won one. It's so it's so annoying because I want him to win so bad. Ricky Fowler. I think once he finally wins one, he can rip off he can rip off a good three three or four year run where he he'll, gets five or six. He'll get one when he gets a haircut. His hair is frighteningly bad right now. Dude, Dude, his haircut at the at, at the PGA oh, this weekend was bad. It was disgusting. It, it's literally a rat tail. That's yeah, like it, was, it was like a weird skinny mullet. Yeah, I did not Dude, vibe uh, with it. He's got to win one of I mean, he's got to. He's been knocking on the door for, I feel like, he's, two or three he's years. He's finished now. second in every major. He's a second place finish in every major. Can, he, just can't, he just can't bust through, dude. He can't bust. Kitten, we can't agree. Bust. He really can, can we agree the most boring golfer on tour is Francisco Molinari? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. He's he actually also, a... a side note about the PGA. I saw Phil Mickelson broke the record, self-proclaimed record for most thumbs up in a round. Did yeah. you see yeah. that? That he was also, electric. Dude, he shot plus 12 on Saturday and Sunday. Just miserable. Just miserable performance from him. And he was like laughing during his interview after the round yesterday. He he doesn't even give a damn about golf no, anymore. He He's just care. out there having a good time. <laughs> Dude, the really fans were care. so drunk. Like they were, they were annoying. Yeah, they honest. were annoying. Yeah, I had to mute the TV a couple times. 
Dude, like just they were random chanting, nonsense. They were chanting for DJ when Kepka was winning. It was unbelievable. Dude, yeah. every time, every time um Jason Day came up, the Australian guy, every time you would hit it, there was this one fan in the background. He would just shout tip of the Barbie. He'd just be like, <laughs> add another tip to the Barbie. Like that stupid outback commercial. And the commentators were loving it. Oh man. All right, well, we got a few, what is it, like four or five weeks until the, the next major? I don't even know which one it is. US they Open. reordered everything, so I'm in, I'm yeah. in the blender. All U.S. Right, opens so up next. Yeah, speak, Pebble. Speaking of other sports That'll that are, are not major sports, we, we had the Preakness race this weekend. War of Will took the crown. I, I honestly didn't catch the race, um, so if uh, someone could fill me in on exactly how that went down. How were the John. conditions? How did the horses battle? Dude, yeah. fill us in, it John. was a give fun race. <laughs> give us a live commentary. Dude, it's I, it's too long for me to do that. I'll do that for that boxing match here in a little bit. But, dude, the Preakness was good. <clears throat> right out, literally right out of the gates. Uh, the, the one horse, I believe it was either the 9 or the 10, he bucked his jockey off of him. I've oh, no way. My life. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a jockey. He flew off the horse. And this this thing, this thing, really? Apparently, this kid we know's uncles was the jockey that bucked, uh, bucked off the horse. Dude, he flew off. Literally flew off. This horse was, honestly, he gave it a run. Like, he was, like, late, like, the second to last turn. This horse was kind of on the outside. He ran out of steam because he didn't have that extra push from the jockey. But holy shit. What, that happens was awesome. if, the, what, what if the horse won? Do they still win? Also, yeah. I want to share a fun fact. Back in the 1920s, there's a jockey that had a heart attack mid-race, died on the horse, but stayed on and won the race. <laughs> he won the race posthumously. That is fun fact. insane. That's insane, dude. <laughs> I, is the Preakness the one that's the longer track, or is that the Belmont? You know uh, how one Preakness. of them a little bit longer? Belmont's yeah. shorter, I believe. I, um... I'm not even going to answer because I don't know. I'm just not that well-versed the horses. I just know that that was an exciting two and a half minutes. War of Will made me very happy. Um, that's all I got to say. It was an exciting race. It was a wide-open field. All these, the, I think the Belmonts be pretty wide-open, too. The favorite hasn't won either race, so that's, that's exciting. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Belmont. Yeah, I mean – Horseback racing is kind of exciting. I'm not gonna lie. For like, I was two hoping minutes. my guy. I was hoping my guy, Bourbon War, uh, best name I've ever heard for a horse, but he was really underwhelming. So I don't know. Maybe he'll run the Belmont. Bourbon War. Keep an eye out. If you guys want a nice one, look up uh, Funny Side, the only New York thoroughbred to win the Kentucky Derby. All right. Fun fact from Funny Side. Yeah. That's a horrible name, though. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really funny. Like it's it. spelled Bur- side C I D E. It was. Yeah, I hate that. Trained and put- born in Saratoga. Mm. Won the Kentucky Derby Preakness and uh, went to the Belmont with a shot at the Triple Crown and finished second. Do you know when this was? 2003. We were, or my dad is friends with the owner, so my dad went down for it. Pouring rain, the horse was like. They were worried going in because the horse was bad in the rain and uh, lost. But actually, the horse's last race, it went on and did. What's the other big one outside of those three? Not, um, uh, those are the three. Those are the triple crown ones. That's yeah, all I know about horse racing. There's one in Europe that's kind of big, but I don't know what it's it called. It won two or three other big ones, and then its last race was at Finger Lakes Gaming uh, and Race. I need, I need, need <laughs> a quick interruption, dude. Myers Leonard's got 22 points in the first half against the Warriors right now. He's 9 for 11 from the field. What's the score of that game right now? Portland's up 8 with a minute 46 in the first half. You they have they, done this they, three games in a row now. Yeah, they've blown a 15-point lead will, all three games. Will, will they collapse? Myers Leonard, he's 4 for 5 from 3. I mean, that's shocking. If you guys they can tell me where he, if you guys can tell me where he went to college, I'll I'll be impressed. Dude, the the Blazers are having a nice second quarter. They're up eleven now. Lillard just hit a three. They're kind of wet. Uh, he went to college. I'm gonna guess at Washington. You're wrong, Chad. Do you have a guess? You're not even in the right conference. Um, 
Missouri. Also wrong conference. He went to Illinois fighting a lion. Wow. wow. You love it. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about this uh, this boxing match, though, between Deontay Wilder. The other guy's name doesn't even matter. But Deontay Brazil. Wilder. Brazil. Yeah, if you have not watched Deontay Wilder yet, he is literally must-watch TV at this point. He came – I think we talked about it last week, how he came out and said he wanted to kill the guy, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, he, he said, said he that boxing is body. like the only thing in the world – where you can uh, you can legally kill a guy, pretty much. He said, "Why not exercise my right to do it?" And it was the scariest look I've ever seen someone give a camera. Yeah, but so yeah, actually, pretty sure he wanted to do it. For everyone that didn't catch the fight, um, you know, they were kind of sparring for about a minute, I think, and then Deontay Wilder straight up just ran up on him and knocked him out cold. And uh, if John has the clip ready, I think he's gonna give us a little little commentating on. Uh, one of the most impressive knockouts I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that Brazil tried to get up after the 10 count and he just stumbled straight into the ropes. He was woozy, woozy, dude. Wobbly Johnson is what he was. Also, looking back, seeing that Wilder knocked him out and didn't pursue, like, trying to knock him out after he was knocked out, that comment earlier in the week just shows how good he is at, at gassing up the fight because people thought he was serious. People thought he was actually going to try to kill the guy. He, he, um, I mean, he knew immediately the guy wasn't going to get back up. It was pretty incredible. AJ. <coughs> Ahem. AJ. Jesus Christ. Set the scene. That was for dramatic effect, Chad. It's also allergy season. AJ. <coughs> Set the scene. And the official separates them. And immediately after separating him, Brazil's down. He's not getting back up. His eyes are open, but they're closed. He doesn't even know what state he's in. Seven, eight. He's trying. He's he's moving. The officials waved him off. Wilder's knocked him out. Oh, he almost falls back down. He's got the yips. His motor system, his his hand-eye coordination. He's got the yips, dude. It's Yips City in Brooklyn, New York. Wilder, looking like a friggin' gorilla out there. He literally looked like a gorilla. The facial expression. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Deontay Wilder. If I'm fighting, I need Wilder on my side. Fun fact, they were both 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. Those are big men. Do you know how heavy Wilder is? I'm actually curious. He's got to be two, 240 plus, right? I would say 265. Do you think there's – if you had a machine gun, could you take down Wilder before he could get to you if you were in a boxing ring? I think his skin is bulletproof. It might be, honestly. Who would win in a fight, a silverback or Deontay Wilder? Is is the silverback angry? I mean, I feel like they're always angry. Then why? I mean, I'm taking Wilder either way. I, I mean, get a good punch in. I mean, the silverback would be a heavy favorite. Wilder versus IKEA. <laughs> Dude, IKEA's got some tricks up their sleeve. They got shooters. IKEA's got shooters. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, that I, I I'm not kidding. When I saw that that knockout, I was straight up stunned. I was like, he didn't even like try to block. He just straight up walked up on him and knocked him out. If you watch it in slow mo, you, the guy's face vibrates in such a way. <laughs> it looked fake. <laughs> Did that guy have any post post fight? comments i actually didn't I look into that i saw no clippings or no quotes from him so i don't even know if he like left the arena yet he might still be in he might see he might still be on the mat dude you have to retire after that basically right the the worst part is he asked for the fight like he literally asked he wanted to fight wilder yeah that was quick and why you know what's crazy though wilder probably made like millions of dollars off of a one minute fight now here's a question for you guys if you paid Let's say you paid, I don't know, $400 to watch that fight in person. I don't know what the price is, where I have no idea. Would you be happy with that result or pissed with that result, considering how quick it was? See, I don't. I think I would be happy because there's other fights that I would get to watch beforehand. Right. So, like, it's I wouldn't feel like, say I, I just showed up for that fight, I'm kind of, like, disappointed because I'm like, yeah. I just spent an hour trying to get here and I watched a one-minute fight. Right. But yeah, yeah, I think I think if there the other fights had were probably longer, so I think you probably still got your money's worth. 
And you probably, yeah, you think, saw one of the most exciting knockouts yeah. ever. That's the reason why I think I'd be okay with it, just because of – I mean, that was electric. That if was you awesome. look at the crowd, like, there are people, like, jumping up and down yelling. They were so excited. If there's something that goes as viral as that does and you can say you've been there or you were there for it, that's awesome. My favorite part, other than the knockout itself, was the guy in the red tie in the background losing his mind, like right ringside, jaw drop. You watched the man's jaw drop all the way down to the floor, all the way down to his shoelaces, dude. It was awesome. He was going bonkers for sure. Um, there was also UFC this weekend. There was a, a Rochester Rock. native that yep. fought. In the rock. You know, he, he used to live out of his car, which I is a, a, an incredible story. Yeah. What's his name again? I, I honestly, I'm blanking right now. It's, he was in the undercard. He, he was in the undercard. I don't know. I'm kind of useless on these questions. The entire tonight. fight was in Rochester, though, right? Yeah. It was UFC Rochester. The headliner was Kevin Lee against uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, Dos Anjos ended up winning, I believe, by submission. He choked him out pretty much, it looked like. Lee tapped out. That was a really good fight, too. Um, we were watching that one while having a few adult beverages. That was that was fun to watch. Here's my question. Would you rather get KO'd by, like, a punch, or would you rather get submitted? KO'd Just by not a punch. make it quick. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go with that, too. Like, <laughs> I don't want my shoulder getting, like, just popped out of place. Or yeah. Something. That shit looks painful. Speaking of fighting, um, I think this is a good transition into my titillations for the week. Sure. Um, get them over early. You're the only one that knows them, so I'm hoping that it's uh, – hopefully you're not steering the ship in the wrong direction here with this transition. Yeah. No, this one's good. This one's good. I don't even know what – um, had some questionable ones, dude. 41-29. 41-29. So, John, start us off, okay? What is the fastest – KO in pro boxing history. How many seconds? Nine seconds. I'm going to go with 13. 10.5 seconds. John wins. Quick math. 1.5 away. Who was it? Do you have that? No. Didn't have it. How do you look this number up and not have the answer of who it was? It was in like, all I know is like 1940 something. I didn't recognize the names. Um, all right, Connor, you ready? Hold on. I have it. I have it. It was, uh, wow. This is an electric. This is Guinness world records description of the event. It says fastest knockout on record appears to be one in a golden gloves tournament at Minneapolis, Minnesota on November 4th, 1947. When Mike Collins floored Pat Brownson with the first punch and the contest was stopped without a count four seconds after the bell. So you were also wrong, Chad. It was that's four seconds. Not, that's not, it's not a pro boxing match. Well, well all right. Well, you're, you're probably right. I don't know what the Golden Gloves tournament is, but Mike Collins apparently knocked this dude out in four seconds, which is pretty incredible. Shortest world well, title fight was 20 seconds when Gerald McClellan knocked out Jay Bell in a WBC middleweight bout in Puerto Rico on August 7th, 1993. So again, I don't know you. where you got that number from, but we'll figure that out later. Thank you for that history lesson on potentially amateur boxing. Connor, I think you said 13 seconds because McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds a few That's years ago. I was thinking which it was a UFC record at the time. To that. I'm not sure if it still is, but it was at the time. Um, Any, Connor, moving on. I have a headache. How many career... <laughs> you were Shevich How many career missed free throws does Shaq have? Oh, I used to know this actually. Um, because I knew if he made like half more, he would have had like five hundred more points. I'm gonna go with a thousand. I'm just gonna round. John, put your phone away. Stop cheating. Eight hundred and ninety two. Five thousand three hundred seventeen. He went wow. to the line a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Can my. you imagine missing that I'm many gonna... free throws? I think that was my worst guess in titillation history. I'll be honest. <laughs> All right, we're tied one. Ironic, this Chad goes, he thinks I'm cheating on my phone. I wasn't even freaking close. All right, John. So, Japan has the largest bowling alley in the world. How many lanes does it have? You know, this is a great one. I don't know how you found this. There's a lot of people, uh, a country. I can't even imagine living there. Is it in Tokyo? 
quick follow-up question? It's got to be. Okay. Uh, Um, How many lanes? I'm going to say 248. Oh, my. If if it has that many lanes, we're going. Because that is like a castle of bowling. I just picture like back-to-back mirrors. You know how when the mirrors are back-to-back, it just never ends. That's what I'm picturing. All right. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go under, but like close to John. So I'm going to go with 200. It is 116. That's still I'm off lot. my game tonight. I'm pretty how, off my game. How tonight. many lanes do you think Roseland had? Like 15? Yeah. You're telling me it was like a lot. I can't do the math right now, but it has, that's like eight times the size of it. Something like that. Pretty Seven. much. Yeah, right. that's a lot of lanes. I'm off my game. That's all I know. All right, the next one. So, Kevin Na has the highest score ever on a par four for a PGA Tour tournament. How many strokes did he reach on a par four? I'm going to go with 10. John, more, put your phone away. Sad. Ten? That might be low. If he's asking this question, I feel like it's higher than that. I'll say eleven. Sixteen. Nice. Nice. That's terrible. I gotta pull <laughs> I gotta watch I gotta watch the clip of that. Cause I, he had to have missed like well, he had to hit into the water at least three times, I'm thinking. I don't even, I'm just guessing there was water on the course. There and had that to means have been. He, he had to have three or four putted as well. Yeah. That's that's Dude, I can't imagine playing golf and not having like a double par rule and just picking up after like <laughs> that's the max when i play and then after that it's like i'm just ready to go home or jump okay. in the pool jump in, jump in the pond with the ball myself throw the clubs away fun fact i have thrown my pitching wedge in a pond before and i've snapped my sand wedge over my leg before so very bloody hand when that happened that was not my best moment <laughs> were you consuming adult beverages at the time for the snap over the leg, yes. For the pitching wedge, no. I think it was before that, before legality. Wow. All right, we are tied two two. This one's all, this, <laughs> this one's kind of sad, but all right. So nineteen sixty four, Peru versus Argentina. Um, it was a friendly soccer match, and it was the deadliest match ever. How many people at the game died? Was there an explosion or a bomb set off? No. Essentially, from what I understood, so these fans are playing, were, playing deaths. Fans were pissed about a call. No. They started throwing shit on the field. The fans started fighting. The gates to the outside were locked. So people were getting Jeez. trampled and like fans and like everyone. How many total deaths? So you're saying fans and players total yes. deaths? Yeah. Jeez, dude. Uh, Am I? I'm up, right? Or is John no, John's up. Two, two. No, two, John's two, up. I'm up. I'll say, I'm going to say nine deaths. No, because I know there's, there's a match in England that had more than that. So, because I watched an E6, Diana. It was the same situation. They got stuck in the gates. It was mayhem. I'm going to go with 27. 328. What? Yo. Bodies were what? dropping in 1947. Wait, 1964. What right? is wrong with people, dude? That's Four another months. clip I'm going to have to pull up after this. All right. Well, it is, I won another week. So I'm closing the gap one at a you time. Are. So what is it? It's 30. It's 43 to 32. 32. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't I don't hate where I am right now. You put up a fairly valiant performance here in the last few weeks, but is it too little, too late? We're gonna find out soon enough. I would love it if we somehow got to like a forty nine forty nine just showdown. Be electric. Um, Give me a little ways, little ball tingle for move, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely something below the waist. Um, moving on. Um, I guess we could talk about NHL first. NHL's been. We have to agree that the uh, the conference finals, I think, have been the least exciting to watch out of any of the rounds so far. Yeah. And that's mostly because Boston sweeped Carolina so convincingly. 
That series wasn't even close. Uh, I mean, so disappointing, dude. I mean, I, I got nothing else to say about it. I don't even really want to talk about it. The locals here who might have been fans for like the last, I don't know, two months, uh, were just so disappointed. I think I don't really know. There, I'm when I say that there really wasn't a whole lot of excitement. I'm serious. They really needed that. I'll, I do live two hours from uh, Raleigh, but still, I mean, you'd like to see a little more sh- support. But um, yeah, it was tough. It was it, the success, uh, or maybe I should say the lack of success in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like just the level of energy left as quick as it began. Pretty much is how I'd yeah. sum it up. What I did want to talk about, though, is the the Western Conference Finals has, has had some controversy so far. Blues are leading the series 3-2. to two. That hand pass in, what was it, game four? Three. Game three. That was a pretty egregious missed call. This series could well be over at this point. The, the refs had a really bad game, game three, because they also missed a, a blatant uh, David Perron flung the puck into the into the seats earlier in the game from behind his own net. And then literally within the net, he scored two goals immediately. Like he, Perron himself scored two goals, like two minutes apart right after he, he should have been in the penalty box. So, so. you were saying, so what, what did the refs rule? They ruled it got tipped or something. They just didn't see it. Yeah. I guess they thought it got tipped. They just didn't call it. Um, it was blatant though. It was clearly didn't happen. So they missed huge missed call there that led to a huge momentum shift in the Blues' favor, and then obviously a, a horribly missed hand pass. To so what you're so saying I, is I, San I Jose should be in the finals. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the refs had a bad game in game three, and the outcome is is what it is. I don't know. Okay. And I just want to say, though, it's really – it'll be crazy if the Blues make the finals considering they had the worst record in all of the NHL in yep. January. I don't know if anyone's ever done that in a professional sport league, like if anyone's had that fast of a turnaround. Pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, they, they got a good I mean, they're team, clicking. though. Yeah. Tarasenko's a stud. Bennington has been unbelievable He's this been playoffs. Awesome. The nine-year-old And let me bring up Chad. Chad thinking this guy is so old. He's 25 years old. So, Chad, you're an idiot. First of all, I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not that old. I really Dude, did. You know should not. Made me, made me believe he was like 32 or 33 years old. He's 25. John, how old are the other two candidates for rookie of the year? I don't care, dude. He's 25. They're 18 and 19. A 25 year old has played five plus years of professional hockey. Who cares, dude? I don't I, give I, a, I, I, the I, I want you to name. I feel like I feel like goalies don't come into the league that young, to be honest. And who's he might be the youngest goalie in the league right now. I don't I understand know. why you're taking away from the guy. He's been unbelievable. Get He's off his back. He's played professional hockey for years. How long has he been in the NHL? This is his first year. Yeah, okay, so he's a rookie. Dude, these Thank guys you. he's against, like, Darlene and the kid from Vancouver have literally, like, been, like, just hit puberty. And you're, you're comparing you're, a guy that's 26 years old. 25. I don't care if it's his and first. You're, you're still not answering my question. Like, what? I think he's the youngest goalie in the league. Goalies do not come up that young. There's I, one goalie per team. I have you know no clue saying? who the youngest goalie is in the NHL. I don't know that. All right. Well, if he if he turns out to be the youngest goalie in the NHL right now, you can't say another word about no, him. No, he's he's not. I can assure you that for a fact. Well, you just said you don't Matt, know who the other Matt Murray. Is. I forgot about Matt Murray is 100% younger, and Matt Murray's been in the league for three years at least. Matt Murray. Are you sure about that? You're, you're, you I'm, take that I'm, to your I'm Googling it right now. Because um, I don't know if he is. Matt you know who Mur- I, act, you know who I actually is think is You know who I also think is younger than him is that uh, Russian gold tender from the the lightning he's pretty young he is Vasilevsky he is regardless I I just I don't think it's that outrageous that it, he's a no. 25 year old 25 is 25 that's not old Vasilevsky's 24 I don't see the problem I really don't but Chad hates this guy for some... and Matt Murray have been in the league for like three or four years that's like so un- so, like shouldn't so they what? be better shouldn't they be better than him then hypothetically if they've been I mean, playing professional hockey longer Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the world. 
So he's not and not in the playoffs anymore. Swept in round one. Played like shit against Columbus. So I don't McDavid know. didn't make the playoffs. He's still the best player in the world. I mean, you could make an argument for Kucherov, but same thing. Well, the difference is Vasilevsky looked like shit in the playoffs. But whatever. We'll move past it. Bennington's been phenomenal. The Blues have been phenomenal. I think the Sharks are in a lot of trouble. This game's going back to St. Louis for uh, tomorrow night. We'll hey, see John, what happens. John, take a look at Carter Hart. I don't really care enough to do that. For the Flyers, he played 31 games this year, was 16 and 13, and he's 20 years old. That's a guy that should be up for Rookie of the Year, not Boonington or whoever Dude, the hell you're talking about. You know his name. You're just being annoying. Linus Olmark. Linus Olmark is younger. Linus Olmark from the Sabers is younger than Jordan Bennington. He's yeah, yeah, and and he did great this year, right? The Sabers <laughs> were really damn good. I, I could, I mean, I could go be a rookie NBA player on like the Suns, but that doesn't matter. Jordan Bing- Bennington is the 27th youngest goalie in the NHL that played at least a game this year. He's also he's a rookie. Still up for rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a rookie. I don't care about his age. My argument was you made him sound like he's frigging 32 years old and he's 25. He's not that old. I don't care what the other goalies when ages are. Really he's, a year. he's a rookie. I just hope I just hope you had the same level of vigor when Brandon Whedon was a 26-year-old quarterback at Oklahoma State. Who's just I actually forgot about him. Oh, I don't yeah. That's a good word. I had vigor. He like what he played professional baseball, I think, and then he came back and was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna try this." I thought football he was thing. in like the military or something, or he did like a Hajj to Mecca. That's why he was so old. Okay, that's just that's, that's just right. fake news. Moving on. Regardless, do we do we think does either either of you think the Sharks are gonna pull us out? I think I do. I think the Blues are gonna lock it up at home. Honestly. I dude, I've been on the Sharks bandwagon this whole series and beforehand, so I'm sticking with them. More, more importantly, can either of these teams challenge the Bruins in the finals? That question, I would, I, I'm way more confident in saying the Bruins are going to win the Cup than who I think is going to win the Western Conference Finals. The funny thing, though, about the Blues is they perform significantly better on the road the entire playoffs. Uh, they have a losing record at home, so I hate to agree with this friggin' idiot right here, but I think the Sharks are actually going to win the series. I do. And, and that... That is me putting full faith in Martin Jones, who's pretty bad. So <laughs> He's been good it, in the playoffs, though, for the most part. And it's because I think that the Sharks, not lately, not this. He's been terrible against, against the Blues. So he's going to need to lock it up. If they win game six, they'll definitely win the series. I think they'll win game seven at home because of experience in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to unfortunately agree with Chad and say the Sharks. I'll probably be wrong. Thank you. But I don't think either of them have a shot against the Bruins. The Bruins might win the Stanley Cup in five, five or six. I'm, Tuka, I, I'll Rask has, Tuka Rask has been unbelievable in the playoffs. One of the best no one can score performances on in, in NHL playoffs ever, I think. At least in, in recent memory, the past 10, 20 years. I think he had 50-plus saves in a couple games against the, the Blue Jackets. Carolina simply couldn't do anything against him. They couldn't figure him out. He was clearly the difference. Wow. So sad that I'm going to have to sit through another Boston championship potentially. Oh, my gosh. Sucks. Who uh, who would you guys have as uh, MVP of the playoffs so far? Tuka Rask. Definitely. I, I would say the same. Yeah. And the, the I think he's definitely the clear cut, but their first line was pretty much asleep for a lot of the first series uh, in the playoffs. Marchand, Pasternak, and uh, Bergeron—they've been phenomenal since the first. I, just Brad Marchand might be my Brad Marchand might be my least favorite, one of my least favorite athletes in across all sports. He is such a scumbag. <laughs> so Brad Marchand or Trevor Cooney? Oh, I've what I hate more. Yeah, Brad Marchand because he's relevant right now. Trevor Cooney, for all I know, he could be doing like fentanyl up in maine or new hampshire that's what i see him doing right now wow that took a that dude turn. was whack man i hated him a dark turn yeah dark. all right well we're gonna move on before i go down a, a wormhole here nba um, playoffs nba playoffs has been 
again, it's like it's very similar to the NHL playoffs. You have one series that's been moderately competitive, and the others. I mean, even if Portland wins tonight, there's not a shot in hell they beat the Warriors to seven right, games. Update, they're up six with 843 in the third quarter. They, I don't. I think these teams are both shooting like 70%. This has been ridiculous. And an argument I want to put forward, I got a lot Damn. of slack for this on Twitter. Is that McKinney? Is McKinney 28? Damian Lillard yeah. just sent this guy to friggin' Golden State, dude. They're playing in Portland. He just crossed him over right into Golden State. He's, he's, he just went over the Bay Bridge. That was unbelievable. Yeah. That was awesome. It, 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 Need more of that. The one crazy thing about the Warriors is they their bench is kind of bad, aside from Iguodala. They've stepped to be up completely lately, honest. They are. They, yeah. The ar- right. argument I put forward on Twitter, I got a lot of slack for. Was I exa- was it an exaggeration a little bit? Maybe. But uh, I said that I, I think the Warriors are, are a better team without Kevin Durant. I don't think that that's a irrational statement. I think you might be right. They play, like... In terms of playing better together, I, I could agree with that. Like a better, just a better unit together. Yeah. But I, I don't think you would want to have KD out. I still think you want KD. But here's, I think you're going to win it all regardless. So I, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think that there was a stat that the Warriors were like 19-1 and one or 20-1 and one this year without KD playing, which is ridiculous. I But... I agree with that. I don't think they're a better team per se, but I think they get complacent and then they start feeding the ball to Durant and like Curry and Thompson are just like, all right, we don't have to really play, but Curry's been absolutely eating the series. I think he's gone for 30 plus every game so far against the I mean, Trailblazers. The fact that that's, an, that, that that's an argument and even like, I think it's a respectable argument is just pisses me off how good the Warriors are, so... So dumb. Do we think Clay Thompson and Durant are definitely out next year? Durant's gone. That that's not a question in my mind anymore. Um, Clay will stay. Yeah, I think he'll stay, but I'd love to see him leave. And if he did leave, where would you want to see him? Play? Dude, he he might be tired of being second fiddle, though. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, what else does he have? To, say they win their. This will be their third title. I think oh, yeah, they're I feel like it's gonna be like their tenth or eleventh. I know it's not, but I'm just saying. Third. It will be their fourth. Yeah, it's their third, I think, right? No, it's their fourth. Fourth, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Does he have that much left to prove? You know. So Clay. So how about this? Clay goes and he wants to be a number one. So why doesn't he go play the wing, play small forward with Sacramento, have a lineup of Fox, Heald, Clay Thompson. Bagley and Willie Cauley Stein. You would be, be doing an me. absolute. You'd be doing an absolute disservice to Clay Thompson putting him at the three. Why? Because he's, he's an an arguably defender. the best shooting guard in the league. He's an elite defender. You put the Heald and Clay Thompson two and three man. Hi, that is. Whew, duh, that gets me going. You're telling me, you're telling me Clay Thompson could match up against Kevin Durant. He's too short. No, he could match up. He could he could D him up. Not saying I mean, the way he, these teams like match up now, it's like you don't need to be playing the same position. But I, I that's an unrealistic lineup in my opinion anyway. So Really? Alright, well realistic landing spots. Where would you want to see Clay Thompson play? Um I mean Chad, you you're the Kings, obviously, because you're a Kings guy. No, I'll I would, pick someone else. I'll be realist. I would love to see him go to I would love to see him play with Kawhi in Toronto, honestly. Get Kyle Lowry's bum ass out of there. Dude, he, he's not played bad. He's not played bad. Bro, I mean, he had the one game he went for 30. This the, They won in double OT last game. Kyle Lowry fouled he's out in the fourth out. quarter with 11 he did, points. He hit some big three balls. He hit, he hit some good shots before fouling out, but that was unacceptable. You Boys. can't be fouling out that early. And I would love to talk about that game now. I'm sick of talking about the Warriors. Well, no, I would. I have a, my final prediction for Clay. All right. All right. A one through three of Shy Gilgus Alexander, Clay Thompson, Danilo Gallinari with the Clippers. I, I like that. See it, dude. That's I not like bad. that. So the only I like Clay that on as the well, Clippers but... would be pretty nice, honestly. Here's my. Th- what do you do with Lou Williams at that point? Though? He already came off the bench, so yeah, he's, he's still a six yeah, man. Yeah, but I'm saying you. I'm saying, but. The reason he comes off the bench and plays so many minutes is because they don't have 
a legitimate two. You know what I mean? You can't take Clay Thompson out for that long. If anyone could figure out how to manage that situation, it'd be Doc Rivers. I think that that would be a great fit. I mean, the other guy you got to worry about is the Shamet guy who's been starting. So he'd have to come off the yeah. bench as well. I, I don't I, think that you can have too many guards, so I don't think that they would be upset about that situation. I, I will say this, is, this was without a doubt Doc Rivers' best coaching job since I've been following the NBA. Oh, absolutely. That, that team should not have been anywhere close got, to the playoffs, let alone winning best. two games. Do you think he's the best coach in the league? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think he is. I, He's also I, got I, the best. If you ever need a gift, there's a Doc Rivers gift for every situation possible. Oh, yeah. I The other coach I really, really like, I like two other coaches. Uh, yeah. I'll expand it to th- – there's three other coaches in the league that I would consider on Doc's level, and it's – uh, I really like Budenholzer from Milwaukee, and – and I really like um, Mike Malone from Denver, and I think Terry Stotts in Portland is a phenomenal coach as well. All right. Well, let's talk about this Raptors. We'll, 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 this is a hard transition. This is what you call a jagged transition to the raptors Bucks series. I think that game three was a top – I don't think. I know that was a top five NBA game I've ever watched in my life. It was right during Thrones. I feel so bad for everyone who was watching that garbage instead of – Game three. Sorry, Abby. Um, sorry, Connor, because I'm sure you watched it as well. But that was one of the best NBA games I ever watched. Double overtime, back and forth all night. Couldn't ask for much more. I mean, and Kawhi, Kawhi is playing too. Kawhi is playing on one leg for most of that game. He got hurt early on, and he was unbelievable. I would make an argument that he's the best player in the league right now. Dude, Kawhi, he's like different in the playoffs man i feel like if he wants to take over he can just do it and his comment after the game was so great because he doesn't show any type of emotion so he's like oh yeah this is playoff basketball um i'm a little banged up but i'll be all right for next game said everyone's banged up this time of year i also want to say even though he double dribbled on replay that left-handed dunk he had down the lane was so smooth I, that was another instance where I think I woke the neighbors because I screamed so loud when that happened. <laughs> I mean, dude, and and first of all, that double dribble replays ruining everything. No one sees that in live action. You can't call that. That would have been the worst call ever, even if it was the right call. Because also you, Giannis, at, Giannis took about five steps earlier in the game on one play where he scored. So oh, like, oh yeah, you're talking about that like spin move euro step type thing he did like down the middle yeah. of the lane. There was there, and then he did. There was one in the second half too. It's like this guy can get away with whatever he wants. He's he's like becoming LeBron. I'm gonna be like, I I think Kawhi and Giannis both have to be in my my top three, mm-hmm. and then pick your choice between I guess KD, LeBron. Wait, Mike in KD. your top three for what? Overall NBA players. Durant's easily the best player in the world. I, uh, Not even remotely I, close. That was an argument that I, I would side with you on before I saw game three, and now I, I honestly want to put Kawhi at number one. Because Kawhi... Kawhi listen, dude, I'm going to be yeah, honest. I can't, I, can't give, I can't give KD that title just by the fact he's playing on the greatest team ever assembled. Like You do not get to see his full range. And so, for that reason, I'm not going to say you he's the best player. saw it with Oklahoma City. Look at that team made a mistake by keeping Westbrook over him. That says yeah. it all right there. You think they didn't try to keep him over Westbrook? That dude wanted out from, from the day that he lost that game seven against the Warriors. I, I think that you saying that it is ridiculous that Kawhi is up for consideration or Giannis is ridiculous because they're both fantastic. Giannis is probably oh. going to win MVP. Yeah, Giannis I'm fine with, but Durant's still easily better. Kawhi has been the best player in the playoffs, so I don't see what you're... Durant could win, like... Durant's one of the best defenders in the NBA, not to mention Kawhi the is, best... Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard Kawhi is, is the best No, He has digressed time. He's literally the best two-way You haven't watched a single game, then, because he's literally the best two-way player in the entire league. He's, he's so the good. only player in the entire league that has slowed down Giannis this year. He held him to 12 points. Now I will say Siakam was on Giannis a lot that game. But they, that they, was the first they game they, they pronged on for the majority of the game. 
Um, Durant's still better. I'm I'm putting my top three right now. It would be Durant, Bron, Giannis, Kawhi, Durant, Giannis, and then LeBron would be four. Steph would be five. I I'm I'm all on, all with John on this one. I I can't put LeBron in there anymore because. I don't even know what to call his season. He had a good statistical year, but he was just doing all sorts of shit. He had in LA. Good, he had a good statistical year, and they didn't make the playoffs or do anything in the playoffs. That's literally Giannis every that. year until now. Dude, but I would say that the margin between I the wasn't saying Giannis was the margin between Giannis Kawhi or Kawhi Giannis and KD is so small. So, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm completely agreeing, and Chad, to your point, like I up until this year, I never even considered Giannis in the top three. So your point that he's been doing that and not making the playoffs is completely irrelevant. He also did make the playoffs last year. I you think just said LeBron good. had good numbers, but didn't make the playoffs. So you're not. And that was my reasoning three. why he's not in the top three. And Giannis made the playoffs the past two years. And they had the Bucks are the one seed, and they're about to go to the finals. So again, I don't understand what your point is. This is the first year Giannis has won a playoff series. That's why I I literally just Dude, told I, you, you. I literally just said before this year I never considered Giannis in the top three. So again, I but don't how, understand. But how from one year of winning a several playoff series are you going to put a guy ahead of arguably one of the greatest ever? Have you how watched can, NBA basketball this year? How can you put? Giannis ahead of LeBron. I. What do you mean? KD I makes sense. KD's you. done it for eight straight years and make the playoffs and wins some playoff games. Giannis has one year when very well next year he, they could not See, my, my ranking yeah, is not... You're telling me Giannis had one good year? I, I After we no, finished... No, one year, one year winning. His... One year winning playoff games. My rank sure. is taking way more into account right now, the top five I would take with just the fact LeBron at four just because he's I'm in the greatest of our generation. So So you're looking at more of just this year. I'm looking at it overall. I'm looking at right now at this uh, moment yeah, today. What have they, okay. what have you done for I'm, lately? I'm I'm telling and, and with you that going... argument, I I break my own argument with the what have you done for me lately by putting LeBron at four, but I just he's too great. Just he's he's LeBron. He's got to be there. I'm telling you, going forward, Giannis will be better than LeBron. That's what I'm telling you. Same with Kawhi Leonard. LeBron so, is on the, on the d- digression of his career, and he's still a top five player. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Who all I'm saying. So? All right, I we'll move on. We'll move on. Who's gonna win the series, Bucks or Raptors? The Raptors. I think the Bucks. No, I mean like the Raptors have to claw and fight just to get a double OT win. I think the Bucks are just so much better as a team. And and like Siakam hasn't really showed up in the series. Kyle Lowry, he could come and go whenever he pleases. Um, Siakam I, has been he he's been much more of a presence on the stats that you're not counting. Like he was fantastic defensively in game 3. So he, he was a big no, reason why Giannis didn't do a whole lot and three, and a big like, reason why he fouled out. Name one. Game, game three, he played really well, but oh. the first two games, he was kind of he didn't play that great. Right. But I mean, as a team, the Raptors again, I will were, qualify yeah, if the Raptors. Yeah, if the Raptors are able to win the game four at home, I mean, it's a brand new series. So I um, actually on Siakam's uh, on the Siakam note. When they, it was what, two or three nights ago, they announced the finalists for all the league awards right before one of the playoff games. And they were doing most improved player, and it was D'Angelo Russell, Siakam, and De'Aaron Fox. And I don't know if it was Barkley or one of those yahoos that says, well, Fox and Russell shouldn't be considered. It should They should give it to Siakam all day because... Fox and Russell were are supposed to be good. Siakam was never supposed to be anything. I think that's a terrible argument. Well, here's what I think he meant is that according to where Russell and De'Aaron Fox were drafted, this was a perceivable progression in their career. Like you were expecting them 
to get better and better every year. Siakam was in the G League last year, and he's now arguably the second best player on an Eastern Conference Finals team. I and I, so I agree I, with that. I hundred percent think I think Siakam runs away with it. To be honest, me too. Me too. I don't Siakam, know. Siakam's I, got a lot of defensive uh, first, second NBL defensive team in his future. I think. I'm yeah, but I'm looking at. I see what you guys are saying, and I know Russell was supposed to be good, but in reality, he hadn't been that great his first two years, and he was an all star this year. So that progression is pretty damn good, if you ask to be me. Completely I think they, honest, they, I, they all have an argument, but I don't think Siakam should lose that award. To be completely honest, I think it should only be a two man race. I don't think Fox should even be considered. I agree. Um, but I, again, I think I don't even think it's it's close. But um, I'm going to take the Bucks. John, you have a you have a how many prediction? games? How many games, Connor? I'm gonna go Bucks in six. I think the Raptors. They either I don't. I think they're gonna get this one at home, and then I think the Bucks reel off two in a row to end the series. Actually, take that back. I think the Bucks go up three one. I think the Raptors get. I don't know, you are they confusing the shit out of me now. You just shit this stick off me. Pick something, dude. The Raptors are gonna tie up the series, and the Bucks are gonna win. At home, and then they're going to finish the series on the road. Okay, Jurassic. I have I I'm going to go Raptors in seven. Why I don't know. I just I this series has kind of been goofy to me so far, and I still don't feel like uh, many people are giving Raptors a huge chance. So give me the Raptors. Damn it, dude. Am I about to agree with him two in a row? <laughs> John looks like he was just Shavitznikov. Face is red. P- pupils I want to say Raptors and seven because that's all I've been thinking about. Because I want that. That is what I want to happen. See, Brands, the one like, thing, I, no one thing I will say is I would love nothing more than to see Kawhi matching up with Kevin Durant or exactly one of the guards all series. <laughs> And Kawhi I think Siakam is actually a good matchup for Durant as well because he's long. <coughs> Dude, here's the thing. If Marcus Saul can keep doing what he did game three, he was huge. He was a huge presence. You also got to keep in mind, like, Van Vliet, like, their role players, Danny Green, they didn't do anything. They shot, like, two for 20 combined game three. If the role players start to find it, the Raptors absolutely have a shot to win the series. So, and, and Kyle Lowry, too. If he didn't foul out, they could have won that easily in regulation. So I think that I will say Raptors in seven because that's what the heart wants to say. That a boy, John. Way to copy me. Classic. The, the one thing I will say about um, the Raptors possibly playing the Warriors is how much can Gasol play? Because I don't think he can really guard that pick and roll that well. And if you can't get out on Curry or Thompson, it's game over. Yeah. So... Either I'm gonna be. I mean, the Warriors. Oh, are I mean, play. we're not talking about the finals yet. That's a whole no. other animal. But yeah. I think in this series, they definitely could could get the win there. Better matchup, yeah. definitely better matchup than what the Warriors would be. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, that being said, anyone have any last words before we uh we wind this down? I have one. I want to shout out the uh the Mets training staff because they're. Uh, what is going on in New York? Did they their players get hurt like not like no other. Uh, Jonas Cespedes fractured his his foot on his ranch. What was he doing? Broke his ankles on his ranch. He's just made of glass. I don't even blame the Mets for that. Like, that guy is just – he might never play another inning. He's just made of glass, straight up. Crazy. I went to Cuba a few weeks ago, and the uh, our tour guide mentioned him. I guess they love him there, but uh, poor guy. He could be – he could have been really great. He just can't stay healthy ever. Ever. Yeah. Damn shame. Other than that, I, I got nothing really more to say. Um, I mean, we got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs all week, so obviously tune in for that. Um, we don't have any miscellaneous sports this weekend, unfortunately. Um, I guess I'll, I'll briefly just on soccer news. We had Man City winning the Premier League. We had Bayern winning the Bundesliga, which is the greatest sporting league, in in my opinion, because of the name. I love that name. Um, right. But yeah, I mean. You know we're gonna we're gonna be back next week. Uh, I don't Bo- know what Bundesliga day. would be a that that sounds like a really good German shot. Give me a Bundesliga. Give me two Bundeslingas. I Connor, guarantee you could find that somewhere. Connor, are we like supposed to share anything about the rest of this week, or are we uh, just chilling for now? 
Uh, we're just chilling for now, you know, when the uh-huh. time comes, the time will come. People will know what we're talking about when, when the time comes. Um, other than that, I'm going to Nantucket for Memorial Day weekend. I'm excited. Going to see some crazy yacht race, I feel like. Or not, I feel like. I am going to see some yacht race. So about the most Vineyard Vines thing I've ever done. But um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get some live content out there. You know, I'll probably be hey, drunk. Connor, have fun. Be safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, never. No. Never, ever. All right. And with that, we'll see you next week. All right. We we're going to sail. You. We'll sail off into the sunset. Come oh, sail nice. away. Come sail away with me, Ashley. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.